Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason this week, as always. What's up, Galvis? Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, so, you know, today we're going to get into the uh, uh, the NBA free agency period, which started yesterday. I think it was at, was it 2 o'clock or noon? I'm not sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy day. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of major moves being made. Uh, so we're gonna well, we're gonna start with the Lakers. And then, what the Vegas trip was? Well, oh yeah, guys, how was how was Vegas? So we went for the uh, Mexico USA Gold Cup final. For those of you who don't know, like Wilson, that's soccer, and <laughs> it was it was played at the Raider Stadium, sixty one thousand sold out stadium. Ninety percent was Mexican fans, bro. Which means, obviously, the strip was just, the Las Vegas strip was full of Mexicans. Which is fine, you know, whatever. But it was so funny because the game was on Sunday night. Saturday night, going down the strip, for those of you who always go to Vegas, you, you can kind of get a visual. There was people with Mexican flags on their trucks, playing um, Spanish music, and just going wild. And then Sunday, the game finished around, I want to say, nine, maybe eight, between eight and nine local time. And the strip after, bro, it was like it was a funeral because Mexico lost. And there was even a couple dudes that looked like they had been crying. It was crazy. And the strip was just so quiet. But had Mexico won, because I was kind of hoping that Mexico would win because it would just would have been a bigger spectacle. It would have been like a parade on the strip, mm-hmm. but they lost, and so it was just very quiet, very, very, very quiet. So, you know, shout out to Vegas, though, man. For those of you that are listening worldwide that maybe have never been to Vegas, Wilson hasn't gone since he turned 21. It is quite arguably the greatest place on earth, man. It's like Disneyland for adults, and you guys definitely got to go. Yeah, um, I haven't been to Vegas since I was, uh, since I was like 14, you know, which is the which is worst. It's horrible to go at that age because you can't do shit but stay in the pool, right? Um, you know, we actually did a uh, a Vegas episode. Where did you uh, stay at? That was episode 118. If you want to go back and listen to that, um, where I don't did you remember, guys stay again? I, I don't remember where we stayed, uh, oh, okay. you know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Keep, keep in mind, when me and Wilson were 14, there was no cell phones. There was no tablets. There was no, there was nothing. It was literally stay in the room because the parents were down gambling, go to the pool. Maybe they might, if you're lucky, they'll give you about $10 to go play in the arcades. And that was it. So it was, unless you went like with cousins or friends, it was extremely boring. Yeah, I, uh, we used, but we used, you know, we would go to, we would go to Circus Circus. You know, it was really oh, okay. like, it wasn't really for us. You know, like me and my cousin, we were the breaking kids news, that would go. News, breaking news! Breaking news! Carmelo signing with the Lakers. Really? Yep. Just got it on Bleach. Oh boy. So this uh, is gonna be average. What's the what's gonna be the average uh, age on this team? Forty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, so, we, you know, like I said, we episode 118, we talked about Vegas already, so if you want to hear all that stuff, 
you know, go back and uh, listen to that episode. So let's get into this uh, this free agency. Um, the Lakers, okay, so now that makes, okay, that's the fifth uh, guy the Lakers are signing free agency after already acquiring uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, in the, in the trade. Just, Carmelo just signed with the Lakers per Dave G. Right. Uh, and so the Lakers traded for Westbrook. Um, and they also now have in free agency, they signed um, Dwight Howard, Trevor Reese, Wayne Ellington, and, and Kent Bazemore. So all those guys are former Lakers returning to the team. Now you add Carmelo to that. Uh, and like I said, we talked about the Westbrook trade on, uh, on Friday. So that was a previous episode, if you want to listen to that. Um, wow. So, okay. Carmelo. Hmm. How does he fit in? Um, that's interesting. So, all right, so, so would you mention Howard, Baysmore, Ariza, Mello, and, and Wayne Ellington? What? Yeah, and then we got we lost Kuzma, KCP, Caruso. Caruso. Now, I mean, in order to really complete this team, they got to find a way to do that sign and trade with Buddy Heald because we are getting virtually zero three point shooting, you know, uh, and so hopefully. I mean, the Lakers, I don't know if it's Rob Palinka or the Lakers in, in general that just always find a way to get the players they need. So hopefully um, hopefully we can find a way to do that sign-and-trade with Schroeder, who, by the way, they should make an award every year for the dumbest player, you know, who rejected a four-year $84 million deal from the Lakers, who, had he signed that, none of this would have been possible. So it's actually no. a blessing in disguise, <laughs> right? And I don't, you know, it's, it remains to be seen. Uh, he still, you know. he still wants twenty mil a year. Who the hell's gonna? I mean, have you seen the contracts though? I mean, they're just giving out money, dude. Like, yeah, um, I'm, we're gonna get into that in a second. But just on the Lakers, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading Dave McMinion's uh, his ESPN uh, write up on the four guys that they had already uh, signed before Carmelo. And so they said the Lakers entered the, into the start of the free agency with just four players, Westbrook, LeBron, AD, and Mark uh, Gasol, and still have up to seven roster spots left to fill, even with the addition of Howard, Ariza, Ellington, and Bazemore. So now it's up to six roster spots. But I guess that means they have now uh, they have nine players uh, who will be under contract. Um, Gal was mentioning the shooting. Uh, you know, Carmelo, I guess. I mean, there's no, there's no pure shooter. Yeah. Um, and at, this point, and at this point in Carmelo's career, he's not going to go out there and create. I mean, he still looked pretty decent with Portland, but he's clearly lost a couple steps, not just one step. And if you're, if you're a team that is heavily reliant on Carmelo, you're going to have problems, especially at this stage in his career. But to me, I don't like this team for one simple reason. You are banking that everybody's going to be healthy, and that's the only way the Lakers will make the NBA Finals. Because LeBron already showed that he's no longer able to carry a team, not, a, not to the Finals, even just to win a series, right? We spoke about it. He couldn't even get past Phoenix. You know, if that was 2000, even 2018 LeBron might have beat the Phoenix Suns. But clearly... Uh, you know, he can't do that anymore. So 
you're just putting a lot of faith into a 30, what, 6, 37-year-old LeBron, a 33-year-old Russell Westbrook, and an injury-prone Anthony Davis. That's the only reason why I don't like this team. Yeah, I like the, no. I like I love the pieces. I mean, because you you know when you when you got three players that are making almost forty million each, you can't really get too greedy on the role players. So, um, Ariza, Ellington, Baysmore, and Carmelo are all good three point shooters, but not quite specialists. You know, last year we had Wes Matthews Jr. and Ben McLemore. Um, those were those guys are three point specialists, you know. But they, they don't. But they but they didn't play any meaningful minutes, so it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, well, we're gonna need, but we're gonna need some guys like that, um, you know. But if this is the team that you know, each each year, um, the team has been different since LeBron got here. You know, the first year it was Le, it was LeBron with the youngsters, Alonzo uh, and Alonzo yeah. and and Ingram and them. Mm-hmm. The next year it was LeBron with uh, AD, and then you know a certain cast of role cast of role players. The, then they broke that team up after winning the championship, basically, and then you know rebuilt the team around LeBron and AD. And now this year has a whole another team again, you know. So you know, but this is what happens when you have the you know when LeBron is you know if LeBron were uh, you know in his prime, I mean if, you know age wise, if he were twenty eight, you know it would be different. You know, they kind of you kind of keep the same cast of characters together, or even or even thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, but with him being up in age, you know, he'll be thirty seven. He's going in the year uh, eighteen. Um, he's actually going in the year nine, year nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. So you know, each same, year, I mean, there's just, like Carmelo. Uh, there's a sense of urgency uh, to him being here that makes them, you know, each year it's going to be like some team that's. This built, this put together to win a championship that year, you know. So, um, but yeah, man, we're gonna have to see what we're gonna have to see what happens, man. Because um, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's gonna be like you look at Brooklyn, you know, they were able to sign Patty Mills, so you know they have their little, you know, they have another good role player to go around their big three. Um, I don't like what Golden State. Has been doing out, you know, with through in the draft and and uh, you know and things like that, but um, they're still going to be. I mean, they were dangerous last year without Clay. They went forty and thirty-two. Uh, so, so if Clay comes back and he's you know can still be somewhat you know like the player that he once was, they'll be back in the mix, you know. But then again, you know, I played for two years though, man. I love, yeah. him, but it's gonna it might take them um, because like they say, injuries. The actual rehab of it is one thing, but then you have to get back into game shape. You know, it's going to be a while, but, you know, with modern technology and modern science, I mean, these players are coming back. It's all, it's no longer a physical thing. It's more of a mental thing now. And, then, you know, the more I think about it, so there's that, and then there's, you know, Kawhi might miss all the next season, even though his ACL was only partially torn. Um, he might miss four years. The way Kawhi operates, <laughs> and then so it kind of—I mean, it's kind of actually you know, in, in a Phoenix, they probably just—they probably missed their shot, you know. Um, Denver's Denver's gonna come back with, bro. I really think Denver's the team to beat. They have MVP Jokic, Jamal Murray, um, 
Aaron Gordon, right? And they have Michael Porter Jr., who looks like he's every bit as good as he was advertised before the injuries. Yeah, I really think Den. I really think Denver. Had Denver been fully healthy, they would have went to the NBA Finals. But I, I don't know. But but I'm saying though, if this Lakers team, as they're put together, they're gonna have to add a few more pieces. But the the basically the rest, LeBron, AD, trio or big three. Wouldn't you pick them to beat a healthy Denver team? Oh yeah, healthy, a uh, health, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. The more, the more I actually think about but, it, the more it kind of sets up for the Lakers to be able, to, especially with Kawhi being out, and maybe for the whole season. If he's out for the whole season ne- next year, I mean Dallas is going to get better too. But just looking at it, the Lakers are probably actually the team. Now that I think about it, that okay. is that is best now, set up. I know you're not a gambling man, but if you had to bet your whole paycheck, would you bet that the top three, the Lakers' top three, will be healthy going into May? It's not a very good bet, if you, especially if you do, if you go based on history. LeBron James has now gotten injured in the past three seasons. Injuries that he never used to get, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is always in. Every time Anthony Davis falls to the ground, it just looks so awkward and awful. Like, you just hold your breath. Even if he just goes down, like, on an and one layup, you know? And Russell Westbrook has shown that he's had knee problems the last few seasons. I'm, I'm worried, dude. It's a lot to ask for, you know, um, especially with zero cap space. And they basically can only get veteran minimums, um, you know, so. It's far from a perfect team. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, a, a, just a put, you know, it's not really a team. It's a collection of individuals put together to try to win a championship. For in a, one you know, year. Yeah, in a tight window. But I'm just saying, the more that the more that I actually think about it, if you look at yeah, the rest, no, the rest of the West, good, it's a good, it's a good selection of players. Healthy LeBron, healthy AD, healthy Russell Westbrook. It's great, but I, I I'm not I'm not counting on them three being healthy. I think if Russell Westbrook isn't healthy, it's not as big of a drop off as as if AD or LeBron is. Because they didn't have yeah. Westbrook last year either. Um, Westbrook is probably actually like, I don't know. It, it, it's, I mean, we know AD. You can't really. I mean, but the thing is, that was, the last year was the last year that AD actually really, like, missed a bunch of games where he was really hurt. Like, that last year in, in New Orleans, he was kind of dogging it, you know, because he didn't want to be there anymore. But usually AD will get banged up and miss a few games here and there. You know, it gets hurt every game. but. You know, last year was last year. He really, he missed like more than half the season. Um, but you know, Westbrook is actually probably, you know, with LeBron being you know so much older, Westbrook might be the most uh, durable player of the three. Actually, um, but like I said, Russell Westbrook, he's coming home. I'm sure he rooted. He's our age, so he, I'm sure he grew up a Laker fan because. You know, Kobe went through the three P at when we were twelve. I'm sure, he's a Laker fan. He's coming home. 
So hopefully, you know, this will revitalize his career, man, because it's crazy. He averaged triple-double in Washington, right? Mm. Nobody even cared. He's done it it so many times now that you almost don't even, you know, it's like old news. It's not even news anymore when he does it. Um, You know, he broke the record. That was big news, but you know, that was the fourth time he averaged a triple double. So, um, but you know, you know, did you know Westbrook? Westbrook went to losing your, uh, I think that's how you say it, losing your, uh, losing your high school. Um, and they played our high school, Galvis. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there. I didn't realize until after, uh, after I graduated. So that means, so that means he was at, he was at that game. He played. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he played for Lusinger against against our high school, um, but you know, uh, yeah, man, we just we just like I said, you you sound you sound more pessimistic than I think that I am, because I'm looking at it like, yeah, this isn't a a real you know team. Like I said, it's, this is you know the roster is just a bunch of guys, but I'm looking at it more like, well, what? Like what, I don't mind I don't mind the collection of players. I think. More than any other sport in basketball, it's your two star, it's your stars, and then everybody else. You know, role players typically they just win you a game; they don't win you a series. So, I'm obviously LeBron and AD, the best duo when healthy, best duo in the league. And Russell Westbrook is a great third option, um, but it all comes down to health. And I'm not too – I'm a little pessimistic about it, like you said. Yeah, but I'm looking at it more like, okay, what problems do the other teams have? And I kind of look at it like if you look at the problems that the other teams have. Yeah, Clippers are always going to have that injury problem because of Kawhi. Right. And the and the, the Suns probably wouldn't have beaten us last year uh, if, if not for injuries. Then, like I said, uh, you know, and then Denver, if, you know, even if, if Murray comes back, healthy uh are they going to is that like even you said that you would pick a healthy lakers team over them and then um and then golden state like i said they're, they're coming back but it's not you know they're going to be a lot better because clay's coming back and you know well, we they, don't know what kind of a clay we're getting yeah and it's just kind of not i mean it's not this it's not like it was when they had obviously Durant or even before when they had when you know the roster was you know all the pieces fit perfectly you know so we, they're just—they're also a kind of wait and see team. So going into it, I'm looking at it at the top and going, "Well, we have LeBron, AD, and Westbrook, and all these other teams have problems too." So at least we have that. So you know, but assuming, assuming Clay comes back to at least seventy-five to eighty percent, right? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think about because he's still a top-five shooting guard, even at eighty percent, and. Um, that starting five of Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Wiseman, that's a hell of a starting five, bro. Well, I mean, is it? Like I said, I it's just... I mean, it is because you're not asking Wiggins to carry the load. You're not asking Wiggins to be what everybody thought he was. You're just asking him to be a solid player. I just think that on that, it, the program that they run there, that Kerr runs there, 
I, I mean, they should try to get, they sh- you know, they'd be better off having Harrison Barnes back, you know. And Wiseman is still, you know, he's still so young. Like I said, they're definitely going to be better. But yeah. the more I actually think about it, you know, I just like how the Lakers, I just think the Lakers, the problems the Lakers have are, it, it's, it sets up for the Lakers to be in a, a better position going into the season than any other team. I think the Lakers should be the favorites going into the season. Yeah. Um, and then are you, are you worried at all about age? I mean, you have to worry about age because it's an old team. But that's, the old. Same th- yeah, that's the same thing as worried about okay. injuries, kind of. So, real quick before we go on to other players. Ray, give a score of Lakers offseason so far, including the new Carmelo signing. What grade would you give him? A B minus. Really? Yeah. What, what could they have done to get an A? Uh, if they had gotten Chris Paul, <laughs> that might that might have been an A, you know. If their Kawhi had decided to come here, that might have been an A, you know. <laughs> that would have been an A, you know. Um. All right, let's see. Okay, so it says Malik Monk is uh is coming to the Lakers also. He shot, so he shot. He made forty percent of his threes uh, last season with the Hornets. So there goes that um, that shooter uh, that we were talking about. Um, all right, yeah. So uh, yesterday, right at the very start of um, a free agency, uh, you had Lonzo Ball. Um, Going to the uh, to the Bulls on a four year eighty five million dollar deal, um, and the deal could turn into a three way trade that lands Devontae Graham in New Orleans, according to Ramona Shelbourne. Tim Hardaway signed for four years, seventy two million to return to the Mavericks. Um, Jared Allen got five years, a hundred million from the Cavaliers. That dude, that's a crazy like, bro. The fact that they're getting these deals, Jared Allen, hundred million dollars, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, um, you know the you know the you know the old heads in the NBA are pissed, bro. I'm reading some of these just because of the like how much money these guys are making. Yeah, mind blowing. (laughs) Kelly Olynyk got three years for thirty seven million from Detroit. Will Barton got two years for thirty-two million to return to um, the Nuggets. Mike yeah. Conley got three three years, seventy-two and a half million uh, to go to return to the Jazz. Um, Jimmy Butler, uh, four years, one hundred eighty-four million to return to um, uh, it's an extension, a max contract extension with Miami. Um, Kyle Lowry uh, is going to join Jimmy Butler in Miami. Uh, a side and trade with Toronto. Uh, Duncan Robinson, this is the one that really stood out to me. Duncan Robinson got five years, 90 million to stay with the Heat. Uh, it's like Duncan Robinson, who, who went undrafted, that's the most money an undrafted free agent has ever gotten. And Duncan Robinson is somebody who, the last two years, he played about 30 minutes a game, he averaged about 13 points a game. You know, he's a three point shooter. That's pretty much all he does. How do you get $90 million for that? That's insane. Yeah. Um, 
$90 million for Duncan Robinson. <laughs> okay, and then Chris Paul, who opted out of his player, a uh, $44 million player option on Sunday, uh, he agreed to stay with his sons on a, a, four -year, a new four-year deal that could be worth as much as $120 million. Um, Doug McDermott got three years, $42 million from the Spurs? I'm telling you, bro. These guys are just what out in here. the world. Um, All right. Can I read you the, the list of top free agents right now that are still out there? Hold on a second, guys. Let me finish with these contracts. Oh, Gary, yeah. Do the whole NBA? <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary Tritt Jr. signed a three-year, $54 million deal to return to the Raptors. That's crazy. Uh, let me see here. Evan Fournier, four years, seventy-eight million to go to the to go to the Knicks. Derrick Rose, three years, forty-three million to return to the Knicks. Um, Caruso, we mentioned him earlier, four years, thirty-seven million to go to the Bulls. So, uh, so long to Caruso. Thanks to the memories. Uh, almost done, guys. Yeah. So Devontae Graham does go to the uh, the Pelicans. Um, four years, forty-seven million dollars. Uh, Norman Powell got five years, ninety million from to return the Trailblazers. Blake Griffin is staying with the Nets. Um, yeah, Trey Young uh, signed his rookie uh, max extension. That's five years for $207 million. Uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Did the same five years, one hundred seventy-two million. That was crazy. For him. I know he's mm -hmm. gonna be a really good player, but well, okay. So I don't know if you, I, I didn't know this until this morning. Because if I don't stop you, you're just gonna keep going. So there was a rule that the smaller markets signed that in order to keep like at like in order for Atlanta to keep Trey Young, um, Shy Alexander. They have like a special rookie deal where you can give them more money, even more money than anybody could. And that's why um, players like Trey Young, they're getting such a huge contract extension right after the rookie deal. Usually it was you play a rookie deal, then you sign like a little mini, mini max, and then the real big max. Like the real big max wasn't coming until what? Until they were like twenty four, right? Yeah, that would be the third contract was the big one. Yeah. Now, so now, now, right after the rookie deal, they're able to get a super max because yeah. that's the only way they could keep their stars. Which is, you know, I mean, I guess it's great for for. for but let me lead you a, a list of the um, top free agents and see who do you think the Lakers can can get. Hassan Whiteside, Jabari Parker. See, notice how I'm not reading their stats. I'm just reading the names to get through it quickly. Wilson, take a note. Hassan Whiteside, Jabari Parker, Kendrick Nunn, George Hill, uh, Justice Winslow, Ennis Cantor, Paul Millsap, J.J. Redick, uh, Lou Williams, Victor Oladipo, Kelly Oubre. This is the Impact Players uh, plat, uh, plus Future Promise tier. Josh Hart, Dennis Schroeder, Laurie Markkinen, Taylor Horton Tucker, who plays for the Lakers, who you assume they're going to match any deal, unless it's like a ridiculous one. 
And if you're willing to bring back a three-point assassin, you can still get Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson still out there. DeMar DeRozan. John Collins. Reggie Jackson is going to get paid uh, by the Clippers for sure. Um, oh, yeah, he has to. He showed he can be like a legit third star. Uh, John Collins from the Hawks. Uh, and uh, Kawhi. So the problem is um, the only players Lakers can get is obviously you know, veteran veteran minimums. So let me get back to these contracts, Galvis. Spencer Dinwiddie Spencer Dinwiddie is going to the Wizards. Um, Rudy Gay, two years going to the uh, uh, the the Jazz player option on the second year. Oh, hold on, real quick. Andre Drummond just signed with the um, with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Beef it, Philadelphia, and I mean uh, Drummond and and Bead. Um, Curry, <laughs> Seth Curry's extension is for four years, two hundred and fifteen. Million dollars. That is fifty-four million dollars a year. Only player, NBA, only player in NBA history to get two two hundred million dollar deals. Yeah, and it's you know it's like it, you know they owe him because on that the, you know the, after his uh, rookie contract they got him on that cheap. It was he was making like eleven million dollars a year, and they were winning which was, championships. Which is how they were able to get Durant. Exactly. So now on the back end, he's recouping on that money. Um, but it's crazy how how astronomical these these contracts are, are these salaries are getting, man. You know, um, it makes you wish, bro. You know, like you said about the old the old heads, how how they must feel. You know, don't you wish? I mean, if I were <laughs> don't you if I were a young man today, you know, if I were a kid today, I would have been like trying to drop like a hundred pounds and become some you know yeah. some off you know American point guard. Scrub that shows a look, look at like, like, like you said, like Evan Fournier, right? Mm-hmm. Here's 78. He's probably a top, he's probably a what tier? Top like 100. Guard. He's not a point, but he's like a top 100 NBA player. <laughs> and he's and getting, getting paid. Like, imagine players like Charles Bart, like, especially in the 80s and late night or the or late 80s, early 90s. Right before, like contracts really blew up, right? Because the first big mega deal, like, was Shaq's. That was the first real huge one, and so like players like Ewing and and David Robinson and Carl Malone and and Dominique, Larry Bird, and like, dude, these guys. Imagine, bro. They imagine the money they would have been getting right now. They would have been getting this money. Um, you know, I saw where Bill Russell, uh, the, he had to sell some of his memorabilia. You know, um, you know, championship rings, stuff like that. But anytime you see that, it makes you think that the, that the athlete, you know, the, the guy, is struggling with uh, with money. You know, and you go, damn. You know, Bill Russell. I have him second all time, second greatest basketball player of all time. And he's, you know, and you look at all the money that these guys are getting today, you know, uh, 
it's really something, man. Like it's it's insane, you know. Um, it's what a time to be alive, you know. Um, For us, and you know what the worst part is? I'm here on my one hour lunch break, getting paid, you know, peanuts, and these guys are out here signing millions and upon millions upon millions of dollars even like that's you know what's crazy to me i always thought wilson these nba players right 99.9 percent of the nba players they had it easy bro because maybe their growing up was hard but when they went to high school and played aa ball right they didn't have a regular job they didn't know what the concept of money was. Then they go to college, play a year or a couple years. They didn't have a job. And all of a sudden, they come into me. Like, it's crazy that to think that Chris Paul, even though he's worth every single penny, is going to make over $446 million in career earnings when this deal's over, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you, like, if I can live off of what I make, there's, like, bro, that's why, honestly, I don't feel sorry for any player anymore. I don't feel sorry if they get hurt. I don't care, unless, you know, they, it's, like, a very tragic accident. But, like, I remember when, when Paul George broke his leg and everybody was saying prayers up. For what? The motherfucker's a millionaire. How can I feel sorry for somebody? I mean, it sucks, right? But I can't feel sorry for a player that's getting paid millions upon millions of dollars like am i wrong for saying that or well you don't feel sorry for him how but if you said that they break their leg like okay well paul george broke his leg in the olympic game right Mm -hmm. and people were saying prayers up i don't feel sorry for him because he's already a mega multi-millionaire bro you don't feel sorry though at least that he's in pain because his leg is broken i I feel i feel I feel bad for the injury and the pain that he's going for. I don't mm. feel sorry for him. Yeah. Feeling feeling sorry is if he had a if he had a like, you know, chop his leg off. Or <laughs> you know? Then that is completely life changing. He's gonna come back from a, a leg injury, and even if he doesn't come back, he's already a millionaire. Like that's what, like, dude. These guys don't understand what it is to just live a regular job, a regular salary. Like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Clay missed, Clay missed two years and made $60 million without playing a game. Exactly. When these, when these idiots put <laughs> prayers up for Clay Thompson because he tore his Achilles. Prayers up for what? That motherfucker's in a boat right now. Like, <laughs> somewhere with some of the baddest bitches in the world. <laughs> Prayers up for who? Prayers up up for me that I got to wake up early every day to come to a job and sit in the, and you know, like, for example, when they say NBA players are fatigued, are they really fatigued? Because like, but, but, okay. But like, okay. If you've played, if you played a, uh, uh, I, I don't know, because I was obviously never a professional athlete, but, you get these guys that do roofing and do construction. And by the way, it's about 100 degrees outside in L.A. right now, in the San Fernando Valley. The guys that are on the roof putting on 
doing roofing. And they've been doing this for five years, Monday through Friday. For eight to ten hours under the sun. How can an NBA player say he's fatigued? You think that you think the, the like the guys that are working on the fields, uh, picking the, the the fruits and vegetables, or the guys that are doing construction in a hundred degree heat, you think they can go to their boss and say, "Hey, boss, I need a load management day, man. Yesterday was hot as fuck. I can't I can't do this anymore." Hell no, nah, he'll get fired. But you know what? It, what another thing about it is, guys, is that. It's it's not just the NBA, it's not just for NBA players, where you know where you know you know you have a a, um, a chance to make generational money. Like it's when I said what a time to be alive. That's for I mean, there's so many different ways that you yeah, can. Hmm. With social media, there's like yeah. you know, there's this fucking little dumbass kid named Ryan, and he has a. All he did was review YouTube toys, right? He was on YouTube reviewing toys. Mm-hmm. And he gets paid, I don't know how many millions upon millions of dollars. I went to Target the other day uh, to buy my godson a, a birthday gift. And I saw that fucking little kid on one of the toys. He has his own toy with, like, he has, like, some, you know, um, uh, distribution deal mm-hmm. with Target. This fucking little kid who I feel like punching him in the face. <laughs> he's got, he's getting paid millions of dollars. And I'm here coming home. I'm going to Target after work, beat up, smelling like balls, ass, and, and sweat. <laughs> and I got to see this fucking kid on a set of toys. And he's getting paid. Like, he has probably the most punchable face in the world. What guy was this? Can you, can you Google him right now, please? What's and tell me. Uh, just do uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, do uh, Ryan's, huh? Ryan's World. Just Google Ryan's World, and go to like Google Images, and see his face, and see if you don't feel like just kicking him in the fucking nose. <laughs> what a little jerk! And and you know what? And you know why? Because I'm a fucking hater. <laughs> I don't even know this kid. This kid could be one of the sweetest kids to ever have lived but i feel like punching him in his nose but you know guys it's not it's, it's, it's the thing about it is that it's it's you know it, there's no barrier to entry anymore to anything so music uh filmmaking you know um podcasting like there's really nothing stopping the YouTube, video, anyone. He put a youtube video five days ago it's almost at a million he has 30 million subscribers do you know what kind of money he's making? There, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping anybody from making a name for themselves, except basically, you know, you, you, you need talent and you need luck, you know. But I'm just saying, it's not like the days when you needed to have a, a record deal or a movie deal or whatever. You needed to, you know, you can, you can upload straight to the internet and somebody discovers it, and all of a sudden you're famous, you know. So, um. Can I read you something? Mm-hmm. This fucking kid, little bitch, $32 million is his net worth. He's the highest paid YouTube YouTuber. Since then, the family has expanded their reach and licensed thousands of products, including toys, action figure, face masks, bedroom decor. 
you imagine that? In 2020, he earned his just his YouTube channel alone earned thirty million dollars, and that's just he was the highest paid YouTuber for a third year in a row. Oh my god, dude! Um, but but that's the thing is that that's why I don't understand why people don't like I've tried pretty much everything. But that's what I understand is why people don't. I mean, not even just not even in this era, but I don't understand anybody when people have ever just anybody who ever just you know, which is most people who go. But most people who will just go, okay, well, I'm just going to go to work and have a nine to five and basically just try to survive my whole life. Why wouldn't you try to be exceptional? You know, Um, people, uh, unfortunately, in the Hispanic community, I don't know how it is in the black community, because of my generation right the kids that are or the people that are like the millennials right Mm -hmm. the ones that are like between 28 and 40 our parents came to this country and worked hard for what they have now times have changed so much remember back then go to school go to college go to college you got to go to college get a degree where that's probably one of the most useless things in the world now because it's not your degree means nothing if you don't have the networking and the and the connects, right? Mm-hmm. And so, how can if your kid is very good at video games, how can you tell your son turn that shit off because you need to go to school and you go Google how much Ninja makes? Yeah, or go Google how much Face Clan makes, you know, or how much these. These uh these uh YouTube streamers are making, or how much these um these uh fucking nerds that play Call of Duty and and Madden, how much they're making, you know? Um, my wife follows this this girl. All she does is fucking make slime, bro. She just makes slime, and the bitch lives in a five million dollar mansion. <laughs> it sucks, dude. It sucks, man. And you read out here. Every week podcasting for you ten people that listen to this shit. <laughs> and you know, like, you know, we, we we out here Wilson's at home, cook his balls are cooking because he doesn't have his own place. He can't just turn on the AC. And I'm over here at work in my shitty ass car during my lunch break, you know, and everybody around us is making money but us. You know, guys, we say it all the time. Just imagine how much happier we would be if we could just survive off of this podcast. Yeah. Or the podcast that we that we like, do. You know, just fifty thousand a year. You know. Yeah. So both so you know, hundred thousand combined, fifty thousand, you know, we split it up. We split, you know, fifty thousand each for both of us. Um, and we could survive off that. And even if we're just living, you know, you can't live that live lavishly in LA off of fifty thousand dollars a year. But you can serve, you know, I live in a one bedroom apartment and you can, a skunk. with fifty thousand a year, you can bet you can rent a nice bedroom that has like a nice balcony, nice, you know, have a nice decent car and you know, live okay. And but, the most important thing is that you don't have you can work for yourself, you know, you can work when you want and you know. Not only that, but like for me, if somebody were to tell me, hey. You're going to quit your job and whatever X amount of dollars you make from your job, you're going to get it podcasting with Wilson. Who the fuck wouldn't do that? 
you know? And it's like, the problem is, is that, see, becoming famous on YouTube, it's very rare that it happens by accident or it happens because one video went viral. A lot of these guys are putting in work, dude, like, like uh, Jake and Logan Paul. They didn't just become YouTube sensations overnight. I mean, who knows how many hours upon hours upon hours, rejection upon rejection that they had to go through to get where they're at. You know, it's like like Kobe, right? No, but I mean, I mean, it's pretty well documented now. But you hear those stories hours upon hours upon hours. They didn't go to the club when he was on the road. Instead, he would like work on his marketing his workouts like dude these these people don't just show like the people that just show up and live off of talent it's very rare dude and um uh so we just gotta find a way you know to grind and you know we do these shows for you guys uh you know who knows man all, all we need is just for one one episode to go viral. So maybe we can get a, a GoFundMe, Wilson. So we can get like a like some kind of a work studio or something or Yeah, I'm gonna set up I'm gonna set up a Patreon so that you know the ten listeners can get an extra show a week. <laughs> they have to pay though, they have to pay five dollars <laughs> for the extra episode. Yeah. All right, so before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other major podcatcher. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TC Pod Network and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Podcast Network. Send feedback and mailback questions to, to Complete Lakers Podcast at gmail.com. We are out.